Boston Celtics, a little bit of a letdown, but it was more of a casual blowout against the Houston Rockets. Jalen and Jason, awesome, combining for 76 points. These young guys on the Rockets challenging their throne. I'm going to talk about it all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. And I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device. If you're a subscriber, so make sure you're subscribed wherever podcasts exist. You can even watch the show on YouTube. Join the growing community on the YouTube page. Lots of people in the comment section discussing the game. Hop in. Join them. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for making this show your first listen every day. And thank you, by the way. I have to do this right off the top, right off the bat, because uh, this week the podcast officially crossed the 4 million total views and listens for 2022. So 2022, uh, more than 3 million audio downloads from uh, on the podcast, more than a million YouTube views. So over 4 million blows the record out of the water by more than a million. Uh, it, it's just amazing. Thank you so, so much. Everybody, every single one of you, whether you just started listening, whether you've been listening since before I started covering the Celtics full-time, whoever you are, whenever you join the show, I'm psyched. I'm thrilled. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, by the way, I'm John Corrales. I cover the Celtics now for Boston sports journal. I used to be a professional basketball player way, 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 way back in the day. I've also written a book called Boston Celtics, all-time all-stars, uh, Boston Celtics. Oh, by the way, Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks. Uh, First time users can get uh, 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. It's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Uh, Celtics get the, uh, the big win over the Houston Rockets. Final score was 126 to 102. Jalen Brown, 39 points. Jason Tatum, 38 points. And then next, Robert Williams with 11 points. Everyone else in single digits. Uh, kind of. Kind of what I expected, I guess, in a lot of ways. Uh, and so later on, we'll talk about how uh, these the young Rockets are challenging Jason and Jalen and, and kind of like what Jalen Brown calls a full circle moment. And I will also get into, oh, the attacking, oh, the rim uh, attacks, the paint touches, all of that stuff. That I'll just do in a second because I got some numbers. I got numbers. I got a notebook right here full of numbers. You can't see it, but if you're on the YouTube page, I got I got dashes and numbers and all that stuff. Let's just start with the overall flow of this game. This was what I consider a very casual kind of blowout. I wrote on Boston Sports Journal before the game that I was afraid of a letdown. I was afraid of the the hangover, the holiday hangover. In fact. I wrote after the game in my featured piece on Boston Sports Journal how the hangover did kind of sit over the garden. It, it was very obvious, very obvious at the beginning that the Celtics coming off the big win over the Milwaukee Bucks 
big national TV game. Uh, obviously, playing a team that you could be facing in the Eastern Conference Finals. That was a lot of high energy, and and the Celtics lived up to that. They end the the homestand with the Clippers. The Clippers, that's a big revenge game. Kawhi, PG, all of those guys. I don't know who's playing, who's not playing, but whatever. It's still a revenge game, and it's still a marquee team. The Houston Rockets have won 10 games. They are at the bottom of the Western Conference. This is a a game that I was afraid they might come out and kind of like, "Mm, eh, so what? And that's kind of what they did. They settled for a lot of threes. They took 56 threes, one shy of a team record. They they will break that record. They will take 63 pointers in a game one of these days. It'll be soon. I'm not, I would I would not be surprised by that at all. They kind of played with their food a little bit. They 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 certainly did not play their their crispest game. They are uh first of all, before the game started, we got late word that Joe Mazzula was not gonna coach the game. And Damon Stoudemire was was stepping in to coach because Joe had a uh, an eye issue. And you could see him in his pregame uh, interviews with the media with Abby Chen. He was just kind of like squinting, and he, something was wrong with his eye. So uh, hopefully he's okay. But uh, that that was like a late scratch, and Damon Stoudemire had to to go in, which led to one of the best quotes that I've heard from Jason Tatum, who was asked about the difference. He said the only difference was that. Um, <laughs> that uh, Joe wasn't out there on the sideline, you know, chewing the, I'll, I'll, I'll clean it up, chewing the crap out of some gum. So I'm not supposed to swear on the podcast anymore, but you know that he didn't say crap. The, the is that just not just as bad as saying the word? Why don't I just say the word? Cause if you're sitting there listening with a kid and he's wondering, well, what's the other word that he was supposed to say? Now you got to explain to your kid. It's some other word. So if I, I am, as I continue to talk about it, I am making it much worse on you. I'm putting you in an uncomfortable position. I should have just said the word, and you could have just said, ooh, John said a bad word. You're not supposed to say that. Now you've got to explain the word, and I won't stop talking about it. You must be hating me right now if you're in that position. Sorry. I just couldn't let it go. I felt like the bit, the more it dragged on, the funnier it would be. Not for you because you're still in that position. But for somebody else who's listening to me go on and on about it, hopefully those people are laughing. Anyway. So Joe Mazzulla didn't coach. What a jerk I am. Uh, Joe Mazzulla didn't coach. Um, and I don't think that really meant anything in this game. Uh, I joked around uh, over here in the media section that, you know, uh, that, that Damon Stoudemire should just call all his timeouts in the first half. Just waste them all. Use them all. Anytime, you know, they hit a like a 5-0 run, use it. It just that's it. Um, and I, I will I will give credit to Sam Jam Packard, formerly of this podcast, now on the athletic, who said that he should call a timeout uh 30 seconds into the game just to establish his dominance. A lot of fun timeout talk uh on the media row. But anyway, I think that just the Celtics just kind of came out and did what they had to do. Really, honestly, they did what they had to do. Uh, there's uh, no one that that stood out besides Jalen and Jason. Oh, and Robert Williams. Robert Williams came in uh, 15 rebounds, five offensive rebounds. He did a good job. There's a lot of talk about whether he will start or not start, when he will start, when he won't start. Joe Mazzulla 
it's kind of like he was asked, so when does Robert Williams start? And and I think this would be a good conversation to continue tomorrow because we want to get into I, – I don't want to just do this now and kind of blow it off. Let's get into this tomorrow. But I will discuss the the concept of, well, is, is Rob going to start? Should he start? Shouldn't he start? Joe Mazzulla was non-committal, and is that playing coy? Is that being uh, you know realistic about the situation? Is is that just trying to say, hey, if something's working, we're not going to mess with it? So a, a much longer conversation about Robert Williams. Should he start? Shouldn't he start? Uh, that that might as well just be tomorrow's podcast. So we'll, we'll we'll make that tomorrow's podcast, especially if nothing else pops up. But in the meantime, he was good in this game, and he's getting better, and he's he's finding his way. But as the game went on, it was just, hey, oh, Jalen Brown, casually, uh, first quarter, Jalen, 15 points. Second quarter, Jason Tatum. Third quarter, Jalen Brown again, 14 points. He gets smacked in the face and gets a flagrant foul, and he comes out of that and scores 11 points in, in a matter of a few minutes. Then Jason Tatum comes in, and then there's a, a, a rapid-fire three-point bonanza that all of a sudden – uh, once the Celtics decided, hey, we've had enough of these uh, Houston Rockets, they said, okay, that's it. Boom, done. End of story. That's how I see this game. That I just see this game as good team versus bad team. Good team played with their food. Bad team had some good, young, talented players. They came in. They did a, a nice enough job. Uh, some individual scoring. Uh, Albert Jalen Green was good. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. was good in stretches. They were, you know, they had their moments. Uh, the Celtics did a pretty good job defensively turning them over a ton, but that's what the Rockets do. They turn the ball over a ton, uh, but they have some guys that can score some big points. And the Celtics, when they were kind of through playing around, they turned it up and they got garbage time. So a casual blowout, as it were. But but the 56 three-pointers, let's talk about those. Let's talk about those three-pointers because, damn it, damn it. Paint touches. I've got the proof here. Paint touches before you take these threes. You gotta you gotta get those first. All right, let's talk about that in a minute. First, today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy. Fun and easy and so cool because it's not you against a bunch of experts. I know a lot of people have played daily fantasy, and you're really kind of like frustrated by the fact that. It's a bunch of people with high-powered computers and algorithms and all this stuff. You just want to play fantasy sports, maybe win a couple of bucks. But with prize picks, so simple because it's you against the projections. And every sport that you can think of, seriously, every sport that you can think of, it's there on prize picks. So you can mix and match. You could have taken Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown over, under on points. If you pick the over, you did pretty well. You can pick two to six players, and it's against the projections. And you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Again, not per, not going up against other people. You're going against the projections. You can make the entries in 60 seconds or less, so it's super easy. Also super easy, the safe and fast withdrawals. Very key. And it's currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the PrizePix app. Go to prizepix.com to sign up and play Daily Fantasy Sports. First-time users get a 100 100%. Instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. So it's pretty simple. You deposit $100, Price Picks gives you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks gives you $50. But you got to enter the promo code locked on at sign up 
for an instant deposit match up to $100. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Make Lockdown NBA your second listen every day. Normally, I'd be hosting Lockdown NBA with Jake Madison right now. But since I'm here at the TD Garden, if you're watching on YouTube, this isn't my green screen background. This is actually the garden. Maybe you can see some people moving around in the back, going up and down the stairs to, to, to help clean this out. Harlem Globetrotters are in, in town, uh, so basketball stays on the out, but the Globetrotters coming in for Wednesday night. That should be fun. Uh, so check out Lockdown NBA, Jake, uh, with somebody who's not me, but was also very good, I'm sure, because all of our hosts are very good. Check it out wherever you get your podcast. Uh, I'm I'm gonna rail on, and maybe maybe we're sick of this, or maybe not. Maybe you just want to cheer me on. Maybe I'm preaching to the choir. Celtics twenty of fifty six from three, and I'm not so worried about the fifty six three pointers. Okay, well I'm worried, and not worried. I shouldn't say worried. Worried is not the right word. Um, I want them to take better three pointers, and I think in this game a lot of these three pointers they took a ton. Because they were just like, eh, it's the it's the Rockets. And I think they just, they did the classic good team against the bad team. Let's see if we can beat them by our, with our shooting. Let's just see. Let's just see if we can just jack up a bunch of three-pointers. And if they're falling, great. If you can hit 40-something percent from, from three and you just, like, even more casually with even less stress, kind of walk all over a team just by drilling threes in their face, then sure. So not unexpected that they would come out here and take a bunch of three-pointers. But what I would like to see, as usual, is paint touches, paint touches, paint touches. I broke it down here. I have my notes. When the ball touched the paint first in a possession, ball gets into the middle of the, the, the lane somewhere in the paint. Celtics made seven of 12. Made seven, missed five. Okay, two of those, one make, one miss were off offensive rebounds. So not exactly the same kind of paint touch, but still ball Celtics get the ball. It's in the paint and it kicks out. So just so you know, for the numbers, uh, non paint, when the ball didn't touch the paint before a three pointer, eight of 35, eight of 35, not good. Um, there, I did not include one garbage time, three pointer, which would have been the ninth. Or one heave, Marcus Smart's heave, which would have been the 36th uh, shot. So they missed 27 three-pointers where they did not touch the paint and made eight. Now, I separated seven three-pointers where it was an attack. So it wasn't just side-to-side movement. They actually went towards the rim, but they did give up the ball before the ball touched the paint. So they didn't get completely into the middle of the paint, but... They did attack, they did draw a defense, but they kicked it a little earlier than a normal paint touch. That was four of seven. So the point here is when you attack and you draw a defense, you can get a, a, a fair amount of threes. I will say, and I got to make this argument strongly uh, because I'm very adamant about the paint touches. I understand you cannot always have a paint touch before a three-pointer. And not all paint touches lead to good three-pointers. And also, I have to acknowledge that a lot of times you get the paint touch and it's paint, it's drive, kick. And it's not just the drive and kick that leads to the three. You get a swing and a swing. So you can say, a, a person who's saying, John, you're making too much of this. 
can say, well, John, that second swing or the first swing is still a side-to-side movement. The guy's still catching the ball side-to-side. What's the difference if it touched the paint first? But I think it's because of the defense. First of all, the defense is much more in disarray. Second of all, the flow. The ball is moving. Guys are moving. There's an anticipation. There's a readiness in there. When the ball touches the paint and the defense collapses, what you're seeing is defense comes in, the ball kicks out, there's an oh crap moment. Go and get that guy. And then when the ball swings, you have to say, who's who's going this way? And the defense is going from here, like the 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 movement, the rotation, much more pronounced. When you're going just side to side, there's not as much of that collapsing. So not quite as open, not quite as and, – and when you're just going side to side, there's just not a lot of that same rhythm, that same motion of the offense. I have to also say not all side-to-side movement, non-paint touch three-pointers are bad. I'm not saying that those are bad. I'm saying that the paint touches are better, and you got to work towards that. And it's all about just attack mentality because the Rockets were – they're not a great defensive team. They're a terrible defensive team. They don't have any rim protection. So you can attack if you wanted. The Celtics, when they felt like it, just made a couple of dribble moves and got to the rim pretty easily. There were some very easy layups that the Celtics got whenever they needed them. It's just they they didn't really, I don't think, wanted to do all of the work that was necessary to get there. And that's the thing. The paint touch is work because you have to dribble past guys and you have to be willing to take the contact and you have to make reads that are difficult because now you're in the middle of the paint and you just see bodies everywhere and you have to be more aware of all of your surroundings. You have to have all of that. However, the hard work pays off and this is what all of these numbers tell me the hard work pays off i'm not i'm not saying this for this particular game I, this game I, I don't even honestly let, be, let me be completely 100% real with you i don't give a damn about this game this is this is a throwaway 20 point win this was the the rockets they have young talent they have some intriguing pieces if you listen to Locked On Rockets, Jackson Gatlin does a great job covering them. There's a lot to be, you know, happy about. There's a lot to to kind of look at towards the future. But right now, they suck. They are a terrible basketball team. Talent and all the young upside and all that stuff, they are god-awful as a basketball team. There are how many times where they were just looking around going, what? I could see them kind of like shrugging their shoulder. Like, oh, here we go. Some guy does something and another teammate goes, huh? Like, so right now they are garbage as a basketball team, but they have good, talented players. The Celtics beating them by 20, whatever, 24. Eh, that's exactly what they're supposed to do. They did, like I said, they did the good team beating a bad team, mess around. 
Oh, well, we're going to have to drive some. All right, we'll drive enough. We'll drive enough to get the 12 good three-pointers and hit seven of them. They took they took 35 threes to get eight makes, and they took 12 threes to get seven makes with the paint touch. And if you want to make it 19 to get 11 with the other attacks, fine. But the paint touch is necessary, and I think the paint touch works. All right, Jalen, Jason, I didn't even really haven't really talked about them. 76 combined points. What? Uh, and interesting comments from Jay, uh, Damon Stoudemire after the game about how these guys have been challenged by young guys like these Rockets, uh, like th that are on these Rockets. First, today's show brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Head on over there to get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league if you're looking to lay some money down on whatever it is. Football, everybody loves betting on football. Bowl season is here. Football, NFL playoffs are, are coming right around the corner. So uh, betonline.net is going to have you covered there. All the other sports that you want, NBA, obviously, in-game stuff, eSports, it's all there at betonline.net. They've even got the sports podcast. We know you love sports podcasts. Check those out at betonline. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. So head on over to betonline.net today. You could do so on your mobile device. Bet online is where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Today's show also brought to you by my good friends at Crack Sauce. C-R-A-I-C. Crack Sauce is local hot sauce made uh, with local ingredients from a local uh, local employees and a Celtics season ticket holder. So support Massachusetts business. Support a fellow Celtics fan, a Celtics season ticket holder, and a Locked On Celtics podcast listener. So if you're looking for anything hot sauce but not just the the hot red stuff that you throw on top of foods they've got that but different flavors different ingredients it's big bold flavors built different if you're local in massachusetts if you're coming to a Celtics game you want to try it head on over to the black rose of faneuil hall get dinner there before the game and ask for the crack sauce they have it you can try it after you try it, go to CrackSauce, C-R-A-I-C, sauce.com, and use the promo code Locked On. You're going to get 10% off your order. People have been giving them as gifts. I know Christmas has come and gone, but birthdays are coming up. If you know a hot sauce lover, you can buy some for that person. I'm telling you, I use it. I, I use it all the time. Uh, I really love it on my eggs for breakfast. So just CrackSauce, C-R-A-I-C, sauce.com. Uh, promo code is locked on for 10% off. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum combined for 76 points. Ho-hum, 76 points. 39 from Jalen, uh, 38 from Jason Tatum. If they each had hit one more basket, which, you know, the way they shot, they it's not like uh, you, you don't want to ask too much of these guys, but, you know, Jalen shot 54%. Tatum shot 48%. But they were almost the first Celtics teammates ever, 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 ever to score 40 points each in a game. So that's going to happen at some point, too. That is going to happen with these two guys. So look for that. But they're, uh, they they just kind of felt like, yeah, okay, Jalen, you open things up. Jason, okay, you take the second quarter. Jalen, you take the third quarter. Jason, I'll take the fourth. Okay, great. Boom, boom, boom. Here's your 39 and 38, your 76 combined points. Uh, like I said, very casual in this. 
But Damon Sotomayor afterwards was saying how, you know, look, you can tell the guys on the Rockets, these young guys, were, you know, they tried to measure up against Tatum and Brown. And I thought it was interesting because it's usually Tatum and Brown who have been trying to measure up against these other uh, these other players, these other superstars. And, and it's just kind of wild. I think this is the first season where truly this is kind of like the hunter becomes the hunted type of situation where Tatum and Brown are no longer or should no longer be trying to measure themselves up against anybody. They are the guys who are the measuring sticks. They are the barometers. That's what Damon Stoudemire, that's how he put it. They are the barometers now. And it's just an interesting concept. I, I think for, for like us to wrap our heads around it, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are the measuring sticks. Guys like Jalen Green and Kevin Porter are coming in here and saying, hey, we're going to prove ourselves against these guys, against an MVP candidate, against all NBA players. That's that's where these guys are right now, and that's where this team is right now, being led by two guys who are good enough to be considered that. And Jalen, after the game, was talking about how uh, he's kind of embracing it, and it, like it's a circle of life. This is how it is. He used to come in and say, I want to measure myself against LeBron and Carmelo, and now people are measuring themselves against him. He says, this is how it goes. Pretty soon... It won't be long. Let me let me tell you, as an old person myself, <laughs> let me tell you, getting old happens before you know it. And especially in the NBA where everything's condensed, it's basically a lifetime at, at three times the speed. Before you know it, Jalen and Jason are going to be over 30, and they're going to be the old guys on the team. I don't want to. I don't want to push it along too far, but I'm just letting you guys know that that's happening before we know it. I want to. I, I bring it up because the concept of that, I think, is interesting. And and I don't know how many of you are in that mind frame with these guys, because we still make the jokes that Jason Tatum is only 19, but he's not. These guys are in their mid 20s, and they've been through a lot. And they're they're growing, and they are the two guys that the Celtics, if they're going to hang another banner up here, when I look up and I see championship banners on the other side of that jumbotron, are they going to be the guys? Those those two guys are going to be the hopes. If they can't do that, then the Celtics, this this era, will will be you know empty-handed, and and that's. To have not won since 2008, that's that's not something I think fans want to think about. But this is the time. This is the time for these guys. This is the time for Tatum and Brown. And it's just kind of wild to think about them as the measuring sticks. These young teams are coming in here and giving these guys their best shots. And I think a responsibility comes with being the measuring stick players. There's a responsibility because you have to go out there and, and show these young guys, hey, this is what it's going to take to to be who we are. And those and, and Tanner and Brown still haven't are not fully formed. This that's the beauty of this. They're not fully formed. They are just stepping through the door when it comes to their prime. If if you think of uh, the 
a career in stages and you know, you have the first stage. I think there's three stages, the pre-prime, the prime and the post-prime. The would the would the current prime be the optimist prime? Anyway, you step through the door of the second stage. Like these guys are just walking through the door. It hasn't even shut behind them. So there's still a lot for these guys to to grow into. But the guy, there's still other guys in that other room that are trying to follow them in and measure themselves against these guys. There's a responsibility that comes with that. The, you got to go out there and play your best. Be your absolute best. So these young guys know, hey, it's not going to be easy, and this is what it takes. You want to be a star? You want to be all NBA? You want to be MVP? This is what it takes. This is what you got to do. This is how you got to play. You know, it's – I'm sure – Jalen Green and, and Kevin Porter and, and other guys on, you know, Alperin Shingoon who didn't have a good game at all. You, they see these guys. You see how good they are and how well they play defense. The Celtics defense was really good. They forced a bunch of turnovers. They they really played really, really well. And if the Celtics got better three-pointers in, in the first half, they would have blown this. The whole fourth quarter would have been garbage time. But I think Tatum and Brown in this new role, there's a responsibility to their team, but I do think there's a responsibility to other players. Got to be your best. You want to beat the best? Here's what the best is. All right. Well, uh, like I said earlier, tomorrow we'll, we'll get into the Robert Williams question because it's a really good question. Should he start? Will he start? I expect him to start, but hey, Joe Mazzullo left the door open, and after the game, Robert Williams was kind of like, hey, whatever they need me to do. So doors open. Let's talk about that tomorrow on the podcast. So come back tomorrow so you can get the full Robert Williams discussion. That's going to be a pivotal one for the Celtics this season. So we'll, we'll spend the whole podcast talking about that. I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you all for subscribing. Again, thank you for pushing this podcast past 4 million for, for 2022. Let's make 2023 even better. Let's try to double that number in 2023. I'm sure the Celtics being a championship contender is going to be a big part of that. So hopefully we can be on that road together following this team towards the championship. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you're not a subscriber, uh, if you are, please share the podcast to your friends and family and everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day.